You're listening to the two dumb users. Oh, ho, ho, it's magic. You know, never believe it's not so. You know, it almost seems like if we would start the show at 12 o'clock or we would start the show at one o'clock it doesn't matter what time that we would start the show because if something happens yeah, yeah yeah it would be whatever time whatever time we would go on and and finish the show would be when the next big story goes off and that's that's always been the case with us i don't know what that's all about mm-hmm. but that's what that's what it do good morning everybody welcome back to the two dumb yinzers this is episode 290 mike and derby we're inching guys we're we're 10 10 shows away 10 shows away from the big 300 i can't even believe this that's wild i'm loving it uh, who would have thought who would have thought man started in a kitchen yeah going hey let's do a podcast you going i bought this stuff we're doing it <laughs> yeah um Derby, I do want to. I want to bring something up that you talked about yesterday before we even get started. I I, I noticed uh, you you briefly brought up yesterday on the show that the Browns with this new stadium and the, this whole thing. Yeah, so I, I looked into it a little bit, and it's even more bizarre than I than I was even um, caring to 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 care for. Now the Browns, they are uh, in the in the works now of a possible one billion dollar stadium renovation <laughs> one billion i mean a, a football team that's about what they're worth so a one billion dollar stadium renovation but that isn't the bit the, the craziest part derby the craziest part of that is this one billion dollar stadium renovation up in cleveland for the browns could force the browns to play elsewhere for three seasons Jeez. Three, I mean, if this isn't the most Cleveland Brown thing I've ever heard in my life, three seasons. I, I, I mean, I were, you were calling they were building or rebuilding or whatever they were doing to this the soldier field over there in Chicago when they had a play down in Champaign, down at um, the University of Illinois. <laughs> it was like a season, and you had to watch the Bears. And when, they, when you watched them there at the, the university, it was a thing. Three seasons. What are they doing? You might as well build a new stadium. That that is insane. That is yeah. the most Cleveland I, I Browns even, move in the history of the Cleveland Browns. That is right behind not getting the paperwork across the table to get to sign Matt Castle. Who was it? Garoppolo. Um, it was a Matt trade Castle? for it, no. It was a trade for uh, AJ McCarron. They were going to make yeah. a trade for AJ McCarron. They couldn't, they get, couldn't the get the paperwork yeah. in by four o'clock. So they missed out on having themselves a franchise quarterback. This is right up there with that when you're talking Cleveland Browns. Three seasons? Where are they going to play? I, uh, My guess, maybe Ohio State. Maybe Canton. That, oh, that would be so Canton. funny if they would have to go to Canton. That would be a but I don't even think Canton could, can house them. They couldn't, they couldn't be able to. I would think Ohio State then. Yeah, Ohio State would be the next biggest. Uh, Miami University, maybe. I I don't know, like what. There's like no real big colleges. Up north. Isn't Miami like over more near Cincinnati? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. That's insane. Maybe Akron. What do they have? Do they have a football field? Yeah, yeah. the University of Akron. Yep. 
Is it? Yeah, I mean, is it the, big enough to house the Browns? And that's the thing. I mean, as much as we make fun of the Browns, they have a they have a huge fan base. I mean, we're, you know, how, how are you gonna? Uh, this uh, is the biggest one of the one of the best Cleveland Brown things that I've read in a long time. When I seen that derby, I thought, you know what? I, I kind of brushed over because it was the Browns yesterday. But when I read this, I thought, wow, this is a big story. <laughs> Three seasons. That that, that makes you're gonna lose so much money. You're gonna make a new stadium if you're gonna you might as well. You you might as well. Here's the thing. What what's a new stadium called? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, because you figure like if you're gonna get a new stadium, you're gonna play one year maybe somewhere else. Yeah. You know, didn't it like you know when the Steelers the you know when the... I wish you made one down, it was like what one season, boom, they were there that next season, right? For PNC, uh, yeah, the Steelers didn't yeah. miss a beat. I don't know how yeah. that, yeah, yeah, Steelers didn't miss a beat, you know, because you know, you're building them in a different location at the same time. But my god, you figure the, they would be able to do the same thing. Oh, not in Cleveland, they can't. I, I love it. I love it. This, this is this, this is this is <laughs> this really made my day, it really did, guys. The poverty I, I, Browns for you, everybody. The poverty Browns. Well, you know, the, and don't even, don't even get me started because I, I got more. Oh, no. Well, uh, go across the state <laughs> to the, 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 the shithole on the west side of the state, Cincinnati. Now, they, the Reds, on Monday night, guys, the Cincinnati Reds, they had the lowest attendance in modern history. For a even Cincinnati worse than Reds Oakland. Game. What's that? Even worse than Oakland. Yeah. I mean, just for the Reds, for the you know oh, as okay. far as the numbers for the Reds on Monday was their worst night. They took a, a count eleven minutes before um, the game started. How many were there? I, I don't know, but they, I, you know what? I, it did say, but I forget. But there was the pitcher. I mean, there was like there were six people in that state. It was insane. What are you? What, what's going on in Ohio? What are you drinking over there? Hey, you know, we're, I think we're, it's just Cincinnati. It's Cincinnati. It's, you know, it's Cleveland. We're taking after the Pirates, man. That's what the Reds were doing. They're just like, hey, you know, it worked for the Buccos. We're going to try to see if it works for us. You know, we're going to suck. I guess. We're going to suck. And then, you know, just come back and be good. Um, <laughs> I don't get it. I take that back. That's that's just Cincinnati fans in general. And they're not, you know, they, right? don't, they don't watch. Well, the same, that's the same thing with Pittsburgh fans. I man. think that that's baseball in general. If your team isn't good, it's hard to fill stadiums. Which I, I think you're you right. Have, you're right. You have to be good in baseball. You got to be good to come out. Yeah, because you're you know you're in their stadium, The Yankees are, the Braves, you know, generally do. The Giants, you know, you you gotta you gotta even that league out. And and when I say that, I mean you know look at what they did to the the uh, the way the National Football League is. How they 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 created a system to where it basically runs itself through. And in in general, teams should, over a certain period of time, have themselves a decent chance to get back in it with their draft system. This you know everything they have in place. Baseball really needs to come up with something because I, I think and, and and you know and it would be uh, crazy to say that this is just starting. I mean, this has been a majority of my life. I've seen problems with baseball packing stadiums with the exception of the home run uh, chase between McGuire, Sosa, and then eventually Barry Bonds. 
but I mean, baseball, come on. What, what, what can they do? What can they do guys to, they, they need a salary cap and it's never going to happen though. They need a salary cap. Absolutely. That, that right there, that is the, it, it, that's a big part of it. They need a cap in it, but it's never going to happen because they don't, they don't want that. Right. The owners don't want it. And they will, you know, they, they have revenue sharing. There's like a, what a luxury tax or whatever. That's about it. And they will let that, they, they, they will let that sport fail. Mm-hmm. But for the greed gives There's in. big market teams. There's average market teams. And then, then you got your small market teams. And, and, and as I was saying, the, the small market teams don't stand a chance. Every once in a while, the Florida, you know, the Marlins come out of nowhere and win a World Series or, you know, Oakland has a really good year or Pittsburgh. Had, you know, it's it just it's insane. They need a way to equal equalize that league out. Otherwise, it, it's doomed. The Major League Baseball is doomed. And again, I, I don't think it, it, there's there's issues. Don't get me wrong. And, and they're working on fixing some of them. And, and don't get me wrong. I absolutely love the pitch clock. I love it. I haven't been so happy to watch baseball in my entire life. I, I mean, really, because there's times when you're watching the game and you just look over at that clock. Just as your mind starts to get yeah. bored, you're like, oh, he only has six seconds to throw it. And, you know, this this is something. And, and I think as the, the, the younger generation moves up and there's less patience only because – the younger generation is, you know, they're, they're more adapt to things being, you know, you, you click a button on your phone and you could talk yep. to somebody on the other side of the planet within seconds. So I think that that things like that are going to be good moving forward for the sport. Of course, the old heads don't like it. They, you know, that that's what it is, what it is. But I, I think that they're, they're doing things, but ultimately you have to. Fix I don't them. like it either, but it adapts to the times. Absolutely. And you have to fix, the, you have to fix the league. As exactly. I said, the NFL is designed in, in a way to help over time everybody continue to, to be a cycle and everybody to kind of have a chance. And I, I just think that, you know, with the way baseball is, and again, with the, um, the salary cap, that, that's a big issue. But how, how far are they going to have to fall? But I guess as long as the Yankees keep winning and, um, you know, a couple of these other teams, they're fine with that. I, yeah, they've always been fine with that. Yeah, they don't care. You know, That's where the money is coming from. Yeah, the, from they, they, in Bronx. baseball, man, they love the, the big market the teams. funny thing win. is they haven't won since 2007 or yeah, 2009. Right. Yeah, but they're still a relevant franchise. Probably uh, the most relevant. I mean. About choking, you mean? They're, they're relevant. The last people, people, 14 they, years. Yeah, but people still want to watch them. People still want to talk about Absolutely. Them. And you have 26, I, I think 23, 26 championships on your brothers. There's not much you could take away from yeah. these guys. Even if, you know, they go the next 10 years, they win about seven games total. They're still going to be one of the best franchises ever. I, I yeah, just... but that was prior before the new stadium, though. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. There's still a marquee yeah, Well, the results people... of, you know, the last 12 years. Yeah, but people still want to watch them. You know, why? that's why they're always on ESPN. That's why they're always being talked about it's, and stadiums always get filled why do you when the yankees you know, come to pittsburgh yeah. that stadium gets packed everybody wants to see the yankees yeah, that's you, know? Like, you know people talk still talk about the steelers the packers everybody wants to see the steelers the lakers like these teams really if you think about it, the steelers cowboys packers haven't been really relevant since right steelers in the super bowl cowboys figure the cowboys ain't won a super bowl since 95 about those three teams man even the 49ers they haven't been relevant for a while but they're a marquee franchise the 49ers hasn't won a super bowl since the mid 90s here we are 30 years later you know of course but uh that 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 guys was something that i thought was hysterical i I really did i thought that is the most one of the most cleveland things i've ever heard And, and probably the most cleveland thing that i've heard this year um 
but we're not going to sit around all day and, and dwell and yeah. <laughs> um we are going to talk a little bit about the pirates the pittsburgh pirates guys are on pace for 99 and 63 they are on pace for 99 and 63 season so mike Woo! you might have just thrown your world series tickets away a little bit too early i'm gonna hold on to mine a little bit longer uh, they're on pace for a 99 and 63 season. The St. Louis Cardinals, on the other hand, are on pace for a 63 and 99 season. Uh, I think everybody knows 62. I think how everybody's going to, everyone's going to turn, uh, knows how this is going to turn out. <laughs> the Cardinals are going to finish 99 and 63, and the Pirates are going to finish 63 and 99. That's yeah, just the way that it goes. Just that's literally how it goes. That is literally how it goes. <laughs> The Pirates, they win again last night. Their uh, record is now 11 and 7. Um, Colorado falls to 5 and 13. I love this thin air. I got to say, I wish the Pirates' home stadium was Coors Field. Um, right? We need that, that thin air. But get this, though. Pirates are 8 and 4 on the road <clears throat> to this point. They won two series <clears throat> now. They lost two series and they tied the four game series between the Cardinals. They're eight and four on the road, three and three at home, which doesn't sound like much. This is bad. They only played six games at home. After today, they come back home to play the Reds, and then they do have a, a home stand. So hopefully, we could build those numbers up at home. But today, they do. Game three is only at three ten this afternoon. So if you get a chance after the show, um, you know, maybe go grab something to eat and check out the Buccos. They do play at three ten. Uh, Ovedo is on the hill. He, check this out. He got a one and one record with a 2.45 ERA and 19 strikeouts in his uh starts so far this year. And Gomer, Gomer for the Rockies has an 0 and 3 record with an 8.16 ERA and 11 strikeouts strikeouts on the season. Um, it, it is teetering in our favor. It would be nice to get another sweep out of the first five series to start the season, would be a great sign for the Pittsburgh Pirates. But uh, just a team, I want to talk about a couple of the players that, geez, oh, man. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught the game. Uh, Derpy was probably watching the Guardians get swept in their two day, their doubleheader yesterday. So I'm going to assume that you didn't watch the Pirates. But the uh, Jack Sawinski, guys, he had a home run two nights ago. Get this. Off of a fielder, off of a, a field player. Because we were beating them 15, 14, uh, three. Yeah, 14. They send in one of their field players to pitch just at the end of the game. Some teams do this. So Jack Sawinski takes some yard. Then come turn forward to yesterday's game. Jack Sawinski's first at bat, he goes yard. Jack Sawinski's second at bat, he goes yard. <laughs> three plate appearances in a row, Jack Sawinski goes yard. And that's not the first time that happened. That also happened two years ago which laid right around Father's Day. As a matter of fact, I think the third game was on Father's Day against the Giants that season. But this is the second time that Jack Sawinski, who some people say shouldn't even be on this roster, which I think they're crazy, say that or that's a, this is the second time that he goes back, you know, back to back to back himself by plate appearance. You got to like what these guys are doing now. And as I was telling you earlier I have a little way that I monitor the season, and we're going to do that here on Friday because of the way this plays out. But, guys, we can be 13-7 and seven here in, in another day. That's mm, – yeah, that's feasible. I think it probably is going to happen. It wouldn't surprise me. I, I'm very good chance. Very good chance. This. Um, like, speaking about, like, Jack Sawinski, like, you know, last year, my God, he batted 202. Yeah. 
Yeah, so he was not off to, he did not have a good year last year, even though he did have 20 home runs. He, could, only, he got a pop, dude. Got, like 19 home runs, 38 ribbies. So, like, some production's there, but not, a, you would hope someone hitting close to 20 home runs would have more than 40 ribbies. You know, you, you, you hope. He has 41 strikeouts or 41 walks to 111 strikeouts. If he can get the plate discipline, because his batting average is up this year to 265. And he's cutting down those his strikeouts to walks right now. He's eleven strikeouts, five walks. That's a much better ratio. Yeah. If he if he can you know get that down, he'd be a pretty serviceable ball player. The beauty you know? about Jack, he's not even a he could be an everyday player, but by the way that we play our lineups and basically it switches every day. Yeah. He doesn't play every day. Uh, I, I think maybe something like that could hurt a hitter like Jack because mm-hmm. he needs to you know get his consistency down, get his timing down. <laughs> but he's not in the lineup every single day. Um, he, he puts me in mind. And, and as you said, he's getting better in a sense with his strikeout to walk ratio, his, you know, all that stuff is improving a little bit. Um, but he, he's one of these guys that almost like a Canseco, don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing Jack Swinsky to Jose Canseco back in the day, but you know, you had these guys that they either hit a home run or they strike out. And that's yeah. the way that Jack came off to me last year. When he was at bat, you were going to get a home run or you were going to get a strikeout. And I was okay with that. But if he wants to become a, a more permanent player in the league, you know, he's going to have to fix that. And I, and I think he is. He's certainly adapting this year. And his numbers, like you said, are getting a little bit better. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he's certainly a, a joy to watch. You watch Jack Sawinski and, and, you know, he just, you could tell he loves the game. He gets in the dugout after the home runs. He's dancing through with the swords. You, you got to love what these guys are doing right now. You know, I, he might be right now at this point of his career to be better off to just be like that role player. Right. Just come in, get those limited at bats, so you can work on all this, you know, everything off the off the field. You know, taking the BP off the field, working with the hitting coach to build that up instead of being thrown out there day in day out and getting right. exposed. Kind of looked like he was last year. So keep him in. You know, it's a game here and there, like one game a series. And that's Give the guy everyone wanted to get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would keep him. You know, he's showing, he's turning it around. You know, this is only last year was his first full year in the majors. He's only 24 years old. Kind kind of see what he has. You know, this is like most of our prospects when they come up, they're 24, 25. He, you know, at least made it up at 23. See what, see what he has, put him out there. You know, I'm, I'm okay with it, you know, because right now we're winning. He's not hurting the team. Yeah, and that, 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 that's the guy they wanted to get rid of. They wanted to get rid of the guy that, that was a, a consistent everyday player because that guy wasn't producing. As you were saying, this could help him mm-hmm. ease his way yes. you know, into the majors a little bit easier. And also, it gives him an opportunity to, to sit out a game for other people to step yeah. in you know, and, and kind of move uh, lineups around. So I do. I think what's going on right now for the Pirates, it, it's, it's a win-win-win-win-win. You know, I mean, not many things are going bad for this team. Um, they, they just got to keep doing what they're doing. And you know what, this Derek Shelton, they're, they're really rallying around this guy. I, I don't know much about him personally. I mean, I, I've seen him now for as long as he's been here, but um, they like him. He likes them and, and they're winning baseball games. So at this point, just keep doing what you're doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, he you know, you're finally getting some better ball players around him. You know, like yeah. God, last year, he, it literally was a hodgepodge of nothingness that yeah. he had to deal with. But, you know, there were decisions he made last year that were head scratches. You're like, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Now, this year, you know, better talent around. The talent 
you know, that had promises actually playing up, starting to play up to their potential. So, you know, he's not making the boneheaded decisions. You know, there's no weird lineup decisions that people are going, what, what the hell are you doing? So you give them players, you know, you give a manager players, you're going to see how good they really are. Yeah. Cause you can give them bad players. My God, you, you can't do much except be a cheerleader. Now I think he's being able to manage more. And so far things are looking good, but like you said, man, we're only about 20 games in, you know, yeah. there's still derpy. How many left? How many do we play? I'm leaving me hanging. 162. There, and I believe yeah. there's 142. Yep. 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 The one about 142 left. We play 162. So a lot can change. You know, like I said, you know, I, I'll start getting I'm I'm quasi excited about this team, but you know, I call me at all-star break in the trade deadline, see where we're at. Exactly. Because, you know, like you said, man, the, the season's so long. I, I want to see how what's going to play out, where we're sitting, you know, what's the rumors swirling with the team? Are we going to be buyers or are we just going to sit still? Because if we're I would try to well, get an arm. Yeah, if we're playing this well, this team needs to be buyers. And like you said, get, get more pitching because the offense seems to be there. You just need, you need some more. Now, this is where my I thing was... is, I think it's going to be wild card. Now, this is where I was going to go with that, Mike. Now, you said about the pitching. Now, this is seven straight um, quality starts. Last mm-hmm. night with Velasquez, he has six innings pitch, and that's what their goal is. They're trying to get their starters to the sixth yep. inning. Uh, he gets to the sixth inning, gives up five hits, three earned runs, three walks, and seven Ks. And uh, then you got Ovedo on the hill today. And then Contreras tomorrow. So I, I th- you know, considering that we're playing in Coors Field today, I, I think that we're going to be fine. Then come home to play the Reds tomorrow. So you know, the, the starting pitching right now is is holding up their own. But uh, you know, in, in you know, as stated, I, I can't imagine that these five guys could go through all 160, uh, 62 games, six months of baseball, the heat, the dog days of summer, the rain delays. The uh, you know, the dominant teams coming to town. There's a lot that goes into a baseball season. A lot that goes into baseball season. <laughs> so as you were saying, I do you know as the the trade line does start to approach, and again that's still even a long way. But when that comes, hopefully that is something they will address because if we still are in the hunt at that point, you're going to want an arm or two. Um, you know because these teams they sell a lot of these teams that have good good names. You could bring a guy over for the last month of the season, have him pitch, and try to get you in the playoffs. Blah blah blah. Go from there. You know we we've been through that. So like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to trade these young prospects to go for the win. Right. We saw what happened. Because the window is very small for these small market teams. It is too. You know that that, that's where we messed up. Like the the year after we had the Cueto game, that we should have been all in. Yeah, like getting players, making big trades, and they did it. And look what happened. You yeah. know, we're 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 excited that we're, you know, about to have a positive twenty game stretch. You know, it would we should have been like content. They could have contended for a World Series, but they didn't because they did not. They were afraid to trade young prospects for proven veterans to get over the hump. Yeah, and don't do that this year. If this year, if you're close, go all in for the next two years. And I, I'd rather have go go all in for two years and it blow up and fail than not go all in and you just at some point you got to go have, all in. You have like a a four year window of mediocrity and then you're back to nothing. They went decades without going all in. At some point you got to go all in. You got to yeah. do something. You know. Yeah, and don't, don't let like the Archer trade, you know, that happened around that time. 
make you afraid to pull the trigger. Right. You know, bad trades happen. You know, my God, look at Jim Clifford when even when they were winning back to back cups, bad trades were mixed in between the good ones. You know what he did? He made more trades to correct the bad trades, and those trades became good trades. That's what you have to do as a GM and an ownership group. Don't be afraid to shake it up. Like, oh, you know what? We messed up. Guess what? We're going to make another trade to fix this. Um, David Bednar, it's his fifth save last night. He's solid. A couple Beastly. other performances, guys. <laughs> Connor Joe. Connor Joe had a double and he had a triple. Some of these guys are just so over it. You know, I don't know if these guys are going to remember this, but the 90, 1997 Pirates baseball season, Jason Kendall, yep. Joe Randa, um, Kevin Polkovich, Mark Smith, guys like this, Francisco Cordova, you know, these pitchers. Yep. It, it puts me in mind of this team because, you know, there, there's so many guys that, probably aren't superstars but they're overachieving in this connor joe i mean he, he's not new in the league he's been you know he's almost 30 he's been in the, the rockies organization for a few years and, and he's here and he's just you know every bat you just know that connor joe's going to do something last night same thing a double a triple um it's it's really fun to watch also did anybody see you know I, I did you just watch this game last night by any chance i know I, you didn't mike you had no, a I Kirby, did you catch the Pirates one. highlights? Anything? I didn't. I didn't catch the highlights. I'm, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I'm putting this on Derpy's progress report to send his mom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, wow! Yeah, he's going to start getting progress reports from now. No, on. I didn't. Um, the uh, there's a guy, Marcano, <laughs> on our team. He, play, he came in and played second base last night. I I haven't even seen him to this point. He got on base. I, I forget what happened. I think he, I mean, he, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure. I, I just, I seen his name throughout. And then last night I seen him play and he ended up getting on third base. I think he stole third base or got on third base somehow. And then he stole home on this ball that just barely slipped away from the catcher. The catcher takes it and he, and he tosses it to the pitcher who came in to cover home plate. And if you haven't seen this, Please take take time today to look up the highlight of Marcano, the second baseman for the Pirates last night, slide into home. How he was able to maneuver his body to duck under this slide was amazing. Nothing short of amazing. This is one of the best uh, plays at home I've seen in a long time. He goes, he looks like he's beat on the play. The pitcher turns around and goes to, you know, take his glove with the ball to tag him. And he just kind of gets right under I don't know how that, I don't know how, I don't know how, I don't know how he did not get tagged out, but it was, like I said, I'm watching it now. It's like a real grainy video. So I'm not going to pull it up on the screen because my computer's running kind of slow. But yeah, I I see what you're saying. He like, he did like a stumble down in. Uh, yeah, and he kind of like, like you see the way he he, he yeah. torqued his body to the left to, to avoid that. Yeah, the, it wasn't like the most smooth and athletic play I've seen. It looked like a like an awkward front slide. Yeah, but it worked. It was effective. It like it threw everyone off. It threw the catcher off because he catches for thinking, okay, he's going to be here, and he, right. he wasn't. He was in some different spot. I, I like they win, it. you know, and ultimately yeah. that that How? run. How? Do you see it, Derpy? I just saw it. How it was amazing. <laughs> it, it, it may it makes no sense, but I tell you what, for a guy batting one eleven, uh, 
Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think last night was even. Man. I mean, does it even have how many games played that he has? That was the first time four, that I've seen. He has him. four game plays, nine at bats, one hit, one run. It, it, it was a, he has a triple, two walks, a strike. You know what mentality yeah. went into that slide? What's like, up? You know what mentality he was thinking. You know what? I don't even think that, that I can slide. think that. Any fast. ideas of what? Any ideas of what mentality he was no, going no, into what, that slide? What mentality? Do you have an answer, or you? Is that rhetorical? Okay, yeah. There's a... Okay, go ahead. I, I don't know because my 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 response is I couldn't think that fast. I I mean, if you're moving full speed, you know the ball's coming. You know you have to slide. You know where the plate is. I don't even know how he hit the plate if with you his. Could dodge a wrench. You could dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. But uh, that's the mentality he was he was thinking. Yeah, because that that definitely was not Mamba mentality. He he did not channel his inner Kobe. <laughs> right, tell you that right now. And I and I was I was fist pumping here. You know, at the studio, and I'm watching the game. I I, I thought it was very this year priority to me. This is just the way that things are going for these guys. And you know, you want to this to continue as long as, as it can. And it, it takes me back. It takes me back. You know, ten years ago, they, and they uh, gotta add, they gotta add a pirate hat. In the dugout, maybe too. We will go with the sword. You need a pirate hat, and we have oh, they, the perfect design for. But for yeah, right Mike, now, Mike is the, the sword. Mike, oh, Mike the does help. not. The AI that gave Mike, Mike the with hat the AI has designed the perfect pirate hat for the situation. <laughs> oh no! Shut up, both of you. But I was scoreboard watching last night, and we do need the Brewers to lose eventually, and they just are not losing. But this is good, though. This is good, I putting think. Putting pressure on them. They're putting pressure, and that's always the kind of things that, that as we Still said yesterday, the there's season. always that one other team. And if you have that one other team, you're going to play better because you're trying to keep up. You're trying to pass them. And before you know it, you look, you're 20 games down the road. It's like, hey, we're, we're in good shape. So I do, you know, I like that. I appreciate that. I think that the uh, the Cardinals lost, the Reds lost, but the Cubs also, they did win. So the Cubs and us are both two games behind the Brewers at this point. Um. We still haven't played any of these teams. I can't wait to start seeing some head-to-head against these teams that are yeah. that are ahead of us, just to see where we stand. See, are these teams really that good? I mean, is this going to be a showdown in the in the division? So, I mean, there's still a lot. There's still a lot. There's still a lot. There's still a lot to be seen. You know but what? At you eleven know and seven, you can't say that you're not enjoying it. You know what this team reminds me of, fellas? What's that? And you know, I'm you know, I'm, I like the Guardians, but it it reminds me of the 2013 team. Yes. Yes, from, yes. From, from Cleveland. Well, they reminds yours, me of the 2013 team from Pittsburgh. But they were yeah, both I was going to say teams. there. I was, I was like, what's he? They were both, both basically. But you get my yeah. point, though, because. Yeah. They were both very similar teams. I remember watching because they had the wild card game in Cleveland one night, and the fans were going crazy, and then they had the wild card game in Pittsburgh the next night. The fans were going crazy. Those were two. You know what, Therpy, you're right. Those are two very similar seasons, and a lot of people don't even realize that. Uh, so that's pirates. Anybody, anybody have anything um, else to add to the Pittsburgh pirate talk? Before we move no, on? I got nothing. No, I'm just, I am surprised. And anyone who honestly thought the pirates were doing this well, this early, you are lying because not many people did. Like, yeah. you know, you have people <laughs> saying, Oh, we're going to, we're going to win 120, blah, blah, blah. You're like, okay. No, I told you yourself. though. But like, yeah. come on, everyone thought that they would be, you know, 500 would be a success or like 10 games above. Yeah. Just because we're so used to being so yeah. bad. I mean, it's... Be just because based on the lineup. So anyone who's saying you call this, you're lying, but I'm, I'm glad they're playing well. I Absolutely. told you though, at the beginning of the season though, 
Well, that's typically what the fuckers do. To be optimistic. I mean, when you brought in, right now. <laughs> I think the thing was nobody really wanted to admit that bringing in Carlos Santana and you know just a couple of these other names that What's we you know, that we might want to, that he's we might guy, be a, a little hit. bit better. Nobody wanted to admit that, but I think in the back of people's minds, they said, you know what, they really tried, and 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 we joked and. Even and people that didn't joke say that you know, they brought McCutcheon back for a PR move just to put fans in seats, which I, I honestly believe. But you know, in the back of people's minds, they thought, you know what, there's a chance this team could be a little bit better. They, you know, say what you want about Bob Nothing, and we do, we say what we want about Bob Nothing, but things are a little bit better. So, you know, I guess we're at a stalemate here and we'll just kind of um wait for something bad to happen for us to go back, you know, to start attacking him again. Because he, we, I literally have nothing to say about the guy at this point. He, there, there's going to be something happening. Yeah, it's the Buckos. Come on now. Yeah. We can't have nice things. You know what? <laughs> you know what I would keep an eye on if you're going to compete? What's up? Um, you may not like it, and, or you may like it. Um, Chapman. Oh, I love Chapman. Aroldis? Aroldis Chapman, yeah. Is he's he in the world and he's doing decent right now. He's actually doing pretty good. Oh, say, yeah, because he he fell off big time. Yeah, yeah, but he's doing he's doing pretty he's good. Still with throwing hundred miles an hour. Yeah, I'll take it. Where's he at now? What's he even going? Last time Kansas I, City, Kansas City. Last time I heard he was That's in New I'm York. Saying. You can he, he was probably a Yankee get a with the arm at the deadline or prior to the deadline. And he's a southpaw. He's throwing hundred miles an hour. I, I would take him. The thing is about a roller. I mean, we have a we have a closer though. That that's the problem. Yeah. He's a very you good closer. Hey, you know, he could be a setup. You know, if I could use a roller as a setup, setup yeah. guy, an eighth inning, a seventh inning guy, I would I would I would take Chapman. But like I said, you your pen isn't the best. Your your starting is pretty you know decent, but your your pen isn't. No, we got one guy in the bullpen that's pretty bad, and and, and he keeps making his way to the hills. That crow. C R O W E. I, I wish they that's would. That's his put, name. Yeah, well, that's his last name. I wish they would stop sending him out there because every time he comes out, bad things happen. It's Brian Shaw in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Buckos. When there's nothing, nothing can ever be really, really good with the Buckos. There's always going to be one or two things wrong with the Buckos. Yeah. It, it's the doubt seats into my mind. Uh. PNC Park today, big game, big game, backyard brawl. West Virginia Mountaineers make their way to PNC Park to play the Pitt Panthers today in the backyard brawl baseball game. This game is at 6 o'clock this evening. Get down there. I bet you that'd be a good time. I've never been to a backyard brawl baseball game, but I'm sure West Virginia travels well, and being in the backyard, I'm sure they make their way up here. So get down and enjoy the game today, 6 o'clock. I want to one more thing before we go on to the next topic. Um, I want to say one more thing and then the next topic. That's so just something small. Oh, what's up, man? Good. Like I said, prior to the season, your best bet is probably a wild card. Just be optimistic. That's, Pirates yeah, I mean, fans need to be optimistic as of right now. The thing is about Pirates fans, we know <laughs> that the wild card is basically what we're shooting for. However. But I want to count the division now. I As wouldn't right count now. this division out. Yeah, I would count this division, yeah, yeah. A division out, but this division I think is very winnable. I think, like I said, we're gonna have to see what Milwaukee really has. We're gonna have to see what the Cubbies really have, and what that's gonna take is us playing them, us playing them over a period of time. You the know, Cubbies one series come out of nowhere. One series isn't gonna tell the tell the tale. 
you know, you, you got to play through, you know, see where, as Mike says, let's, let's wait till right around the all-star break. Then you kind of have a feel exactly. and then see how they come out after the break. And it's like, okay, now, now I'm comfortable believing in this team. So uh, just be optimistic. That. All I said, that's all I'm saying. Just be optimistic. As of right now. The Reds coming into town tomorrow. So we do got some more division games. I want to see the Brewers. I, I want the Brewers right now. And I'm not confident. I'm not talking shit. I just, I, I want to see the Brewers. I want to see how we play them. I want to see what their <laughs> pitching is and, you know, where we stand against them. They're always like our sure. Achilles heel recently. They've been the Achilles heel. We haven't been able to beat the Brewers for 30 freaking years for some reason. Even when they're bad, we were good against the Brewers for two seasons. It wasn't even all three seasons that we were successful 10 years ago. It was two of the seasons. And, and I don't know. I don't even know much about the Brewers anymore. But if Their that pitching Ryan, fails down the stretch. If that Ryan Braun is even somewhere anywhere near that 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 franchise, he, he's he's not still over there, is he? I don't think he is. No, uh-uh. I mean he should be an old guy right now. But but again, so should Andrew McCutcheon. So I, I didn't right. know if he was still lingering somewhere because that Ryan Braun, he he boy, he's been a pirate killer forever, man. Like everyone on that team's a pirate killer. They this they, yeah. they just change. Like oh, we need someone to beat the Buckos here. You, it's your Ever turn. Since we, Beat the crap out of that sausage. Randall Simon beat know, the right? sausage with That's the some uh, bull crap. But we probably should move on. No, uh-uh, I'm gonna keep talking about the buckos now. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time I've ever heard Mike say that in my life. I know he, he's usually the one running from the conversation. You know what? Hold on, hold on. First one of the day. There we go. All right. Muted. What was that? I muted Derby. Muted me. Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, the head-to-head. <laughs> Head-to-head is heating up between these two rivals. The head-to-head is heating up between these two rivals. Does anybody know who I'm talking about? XFL, USFL. XFL, USFL. I was just reading. I was just saw it on the Twitter. Mike, the numbers are good. Uh, I'm having a hard time getting a solid count here on what the numbers exactly were. I'm not going to get too far into it. I just find it interesting because they are drawn back and forth at one another. (laughs) What I read was... Uh, let's see the USFL, not including Peacock games mm-hmm. on Peacock, had a total throughout the weekend of 3.1 million viewers through all the games. The XFL, without including ESPN Plus games, had a total of 2.3 million. So I would say that people probably tuned in more to the USFL because it was in the first season or it was in the first week, rather. People haven't seen them yet. More people are going to tune in. Um, I'm seeing that the XFL had 75,000 people in attendance this weekend. And the Vegas versus Houston game uh, was the highest viewed game. I'm also reading that USFL is up 4%. From last season with their numbers. Again, week one, it's hard to go by because of course that number is going to drop after week one. But in my opinion, I'm really, I'm really, I say, I know I said that's yesterday, but I'm, I'm digging this rivalry. I'm digging this rivalry. They're, 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 they're so kind of, you know, and right now that's head to head for these three or four weeks or whatever it is yeah. that you're going to be head to head. I'm really enjoying this because, uh, uh, again, I, 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 my numbers, I, I, I've, I've read about 30 different numbers at this point. This is kind of the, basically the collective of what I got from everything and kind of seems to sort of make sense. But is, is what it seems to me is it's going to be neck to neck, Mike. Uh, Derby. Two, yeah, I, I think it's like they're 
there's people who just want to watch the USFL, people who just want to watch the XFL, and then there's that group, big group in the middle that's watching both. Yeah. That's going to sit there and watch both games, or like, I'm going to watch one from here and one from there. And like, both leagues are competing for that middle ground fan. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, God, man, to back in, oh, Back in the days of uh, the Monday Night Wars, you know, you had your people who just wanted to watch Nitro, people who just wanted to watch Raw, then those ones that flip back and forth between the two, and that's where you're going to find, you know, you're going to get that one onto your side to get your numbers up. Because right now, like, numbers are fluctuating, but, like, more or less, like, the same amount of people are watching. It's like, okay, which product are you watching more? So there's, yeah, there's a lot of overlap in the two. because (laughs) You know, when the XFL comes out, and they, I see the commercial, and I said, you know, you get down on the field, there's camera, isn't there helmets, and this and that. The XFL comes out, and they have this and that. At this point, I, I'm just watching for probably about three reasons. For one, because it's football in the spring. For two, I, 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 I don't have a favorite. I think both of these things are very – both of these entities are very interesting, and, and I, I personally don't see why they shouldn't be one. But, again, I guess you kind of have to go through steps in life and everything else, but – you know what, Mike? I, I'm just enjoying watching this. I, I love it. I, I like learning about the XFL teams, the players. I love learning about the USFL teams, the players. At this point, I, I have no personal preference. I'm really enjoying football. Me too. More, fo- more football, the better. More football, the better. Uh, with that being said, guys, let's take the jump over to the NFL. Uh, big, big, yeah. big news as we were on the show yesterday. Alan Robinson, mm-hmm. 29. 29-year-old Allen Robinson uh, signs with the Pittsburgh Steelers. King Con, King Con really gets it done, guys. And when I say King Con really gets it done, this is what I mean. A money situation. The, you, you might. This guy, I, I don't know what he's up to. As a matter of fact, I, I'll get to this in a second. But uh, let's see. So the Steelers they receive Allen Robinson, 29 former all 29-year-old former All Pro receiver, and we get a pick back, mm-hmm. which is roughly uh, 17 picks lower than the seventh-round pick that we had. <laughs> so Steelers receive Allen Robinson plus a seventh-round pick at 251. The Rams, they receive a seventh-round pick, which was 234, or, two, you know, number 234 mm-hmm. pick overall. How the hell does Con keep – That's it. <laughs> And all we have to pay is five million dollars left on his on, on this dude's salary. Yeah, he had like what a fifteen million dollar cap hit. They've already paid five million of it. So there was ten, and Omar's like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna take that other half, and we're just flopping seventh. And I and I and I hear the Rams they have to take the whole entire city of Pittsburgh out to dinner this evening. I, I just don't know how Omar Khan is getting this done. That trade compounded with the you know trade with Chicago for Chase. You know Chase Claypool yeah. getting the second round pick that turns into pick thirty two overall. This guy is a wizard. He is a Jedi. He is doing something freaky to the rest of the league. I, maybe it's because he's new and people think they're like they're fleecing him. Where in yeah. actuality, he's fleecing them. Maybe he's going in just playing it dumb and naive and going, you know, hey man, I'm just the numbers guy. To me, the numbers make sense for this. And they're like, hey, okay, buddy, here, whatever, like. I, I like, you know, Alan Robinson, his production the past couple of years has been down. He's been hurt the past two years, but you, you look not too far long ago in 2020, 102 catches, 1200 yards, six touchdowns. 
Not bad. Not bad in that Chicago offense with Mitch Trubisky. You know, the year before, 98 catches, 1,100 yards, seven touchdowns. Not bad. I think that's more effective than Deontay Johnson this previous year. Yeah, in different circumstances and everything, Derpy. You know, I can pull up Deontay Johnson's career numbers, but we're not talking about that right now. Stay on topic. Or I'll mute you again. I still don't understand how he didn't get a single touchdown. Every other player on the team got a touchdown except for like, hey, you know, he he caused Fryermuth's numbers to drop. That's all I'm saying. Our quarterback situation was not that great last year, but we see what Allen. But as bad as it was, everybody else scored a touchdown. Barely. No, everybody else scored a touchdown. That's that's all the that Hey, he caught two two point conversions that were clutch. Okay, <laughs> but no, Allen Robinson. You know, his second year in the league, he had fourteen hundred yards, four you know fourteen touchdowns with Jacksonville and with Chicago. He's been on some bad teams with some bad quarterback play. So, or average quarterback play, maybe. So coming here, you know, we were. He's another weapon, and he's proved that you know he doesn't need top flight quarterbacks to put up numbers. So we'll see what he can do with a second-year quarterback. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, the the, the weapons that we have, I, I just all the addi- and as I said to Mike yesterday, Omar Khan's already replaced one fifth of the team. Yeah, <laughs> eleven guys in this in this free agency. Um, you know, you have fifty-three guys on a team. That's that's one out. That's more than one out of every five guys that that we've replaced. This is going to be a whole new team. We're not even going to recognize half of this team. Yeah. I, I tell um, you what, this trade right here, not to cut you off, it it's taking wide receivers off the board in the draft. So this either means – Maybe late round, maybe. A, uh, I don't know because, you know, they have their top three set. They already have uh, what – they have a couple uh, – Calvin Austin and a couple other receivers on, the, on here. So I don't think they're taking a receiver. This is either they're going to double dip a tackle or corner or they are trading up knowing, okay, hey, we got our receiver. We don't have to get one in the draft for this year. We're going to trade up. I, I think they're going all in to push to to contend for the division this year. Oh, like absolutely. Push the playoffs. I think we all got a good chance. Making, so that's why you're either going to – I can see them moving up to nine. Hey, we're going to get – if Jalen Carter's there, we're going to get him and make that defense even more disruptive. Or if he's gone, hey, we're going to go get Paris Johnson Jr. to solidify this line to protect who we think is our franchise quarterback – and that's going to help us in the long run and this year as well. So I, I, I don't, think Omar Khan's going all in this year. I don't think that there's – I don't think we're going to get I mean, get Jalen Carter. Um, I'm, I'm just saying, like, the way it's like if all the rumors are that are out there, this kind of makes I'd sense. Those rumors make sense. Well. I would love to have Jalen Carter in the middle of our defensive line, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't but on the other, But on the other I'd point that you were making – the other point that you were making was this. I think that this also – uh, free. Th- th- this gives us more flexibility in the wide receiver position, so we don't have to go after that guy. I think that getting another young guy in that wide receiver core wouldn't have probably been the wise thing to do at this point. Yeah. Maybe see how this season goes. <laughs> go after a receiver next year. See what our needs are next year. Maybe try to get that higher receiver next year. I, I just don't know if you're going to get. You know, I, I mean, I mean, I guess we could get a late round wide receiver, and you could turn maybe, into something like Antonio maybe this, Brown. Maybe in the seventh round, sixth, seventh round. But again, that's a that was a freak of situation. I just think that he completed the wide receiver core, and him being a veteran is kind of what we needed. I, you know, with a second year guy and George Pickens with um, uh, Austin the third, and then like I said, you bring in another guy. That that's three guys within their first two years, which is amazing talent wise. But you know, you do need leadership, and you do need some. Um, you know, to, to some some older heads in a sense where, 
you could say Deontay Johnson, other people might might boom out of the stadium. I, I think that this worked perfect for what the Steelers are doing. Uh, let me give you this. Between 2018 and 2020, between 2018 and 2020, Mike was talking about the, the, the two different Allen Robinsons. Bears Allen Robinson between 2018 and 2020, he was catching 6.3 uh, balls a game for an average of 74.9 yards, 12 yards completion, 65%, 13 touchdowns and 32 games played. Now the the more recent Allen Robinson mm-hmm. be, um, from 21 and 22, the Rams team, past two seasons, 22 games played, 3.2, 3 catches a game for an average of 34 yards a game, 10 yards a reception, 60% and four touchdowns. So what, 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 I I don't think we're going to get the great Allen Robinson, because again, there's so many, there's a plethora of weapons. There's there's so many people that are going to want the ball. And I don't think that you should deprive anybody. I think if you have all these weapons in the tight end and the running back and the receivers and the young receivers, you got to get, you know, you, you got to move the ball around, spread it around. And I think that's only going to benefit, which I think is going to keep Allen Robinson's numbers pretty humble. I, I'm looking at, you know, like 500 yards, five to 600 yards. That's a handful Jer- of touchdowns. Jericho Cautry kind of. Yeah, and, and yeah. That, that veteran leadership. But, right. you know, he'll still be that guy like, hey, you need to need to convert this third down. He still has great hands. You know, he's still going to pull in those catches. He, he looks very dependable from what I've seen. Yeah, he's I was watching a, film. Yeah. Very dependable hands, and uh, and, and that's huge compared to somebody who come in like a couple seasons ago with Eric Ebron. We thought this guy was going to help, yeah. and and the guy just didn't have hands, so yeah, he, he did not. <laughs> like Derpy, there is one reason Derpy did not like this move it's because you know Alan Robinson did go to Penn State. Oh, there we go. <laughs> but we know Derpy already hated I'm about move. Big Ten out with you. I'm actually a fan of this move. You like his finger? Like, be. Yeah. Be. Like my finger is hovering over it. It's a better option than Miles Boykin. I can tell you that much. I agree. Miles Boykin is damn good on special teams. You need That's special it. teams. You that need players like Miles Boykin on special teams. You know, I, I don't it. mind it, but he's not a very good I <laughs> receiver. Agree. Yeah, I agree with both not, but he is a damn good special teams player. He's a good special teams here. player, but I do not want I, – I, I, he, he said, it, it, no like probably hated Darius Hayward bad just because he wasn't a great receiver, but he was a damn good special no, I... player. No, 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 no. Let me live in my fantasy world, Derby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mike loved Mike loved Dante Moncrief. Oh God, he was great, man. He was, was just he that experiment. Woo! Uh, that the Kevin Colbert era gets uh, glazed over for um, some successes, and there are a lot more failures than successes. Especially um, the agency. Baker, guys. I personally don't think there's any chance in the world we land no. Baker. not because we're not deserving, not because he doesn't want to come here, not because we don't want to pay him. I think that Baker is going to come here because we've already made our safety moves. Mm-hmm. Once yeah. Terrell Edmonds left, we, you know, and we signed Kazee, we we brought we may, in we may even draft the safety and, and you know if we yeah. do draft a safety you're right he's going to be a young guy he's going to be to work into the team i just in, in the other guy um um keanu, keanu neal. neal i mean the guy's already he picked his number he's, yeah, he's one i seen yesterday he's gonna be number 31 so keep an eye out for him but um keanu neal we made that move i i think because of this i yep. i i think it's very 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 unlikely that the buda baker will come here i like buda baker buda baker's a damn good uh safety 
but listen to these other teams that are um, in his line of interests. The Green Bay Packers, the Dallas Cowboys, Houston Texans, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, so he, he's got a nice array of teams to choose from, to talk to, see what they're willing to pay him. I just don't – I can't imagine in a million years that after we've already done what we've done at the safety position that the Buddha Baker will be wearing black and gold next no, year. No, no. Like, and also, too, he wants, like, a monster contract, too. And we already have TJ Watt. Exactly. Already have Minko yeah. on monster deals. And, you know, the fans already want Highsmith to get another monster deal. Yeah, see, I, 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 think I need to see another good season out of Highsmith before I make that call. Yeah. I, I have to. I, I just, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I am convinced. And I'm not saying he's a bad guy. He's not, I'm not saying he's not a bad player. But I am convinced that his numbers as Bud Dupree's, probably as the next guy, probably as everybody that ever played opposite side of uh, TJ Watt ever in the history of TJ Watt, Watt is probably played better and performed better. And I, I think I, I want to see more. I want to see more of Highsmith mm-hmm. and I want to see more of Highsmith when TJ's not on the field. <laughs> Let's say, yep. you know, that period of time when he was hurt last year, that's when I want to see Alex yeah. Highsmith excel. That's when I want to see the guy that the player, the linebacker mm-hmm. that Alex Highsmith is the Alex Highsmith that we know and love is a result of TJ Watt being on the other side. Yeah, and you know he 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 showed last year he was not the guy without TJ Watt. He had what two three sacks without him. Yeah, all of his production came when TJ Watt was healthy or it playing. Right. You know, and so in other words, yeah, and know? it's exactly the Bud Dupree situation mm-hmm. all over, which I'm fine with. Don't yeah. get me wrong; it's working for us. He's a he's a bat. He's a, he's Robin. TJ Watt is Batman, but you know the amount of money he's going to want that's Batman money. G- goodbye. Yeah, we, we can go. We can draft your replacement and absolutely and guess what he could play just as well as you do yeah opposite tj watt yeah because you um, have you have an all-world athlete on one side and guess where the attention is going not to you absolutely <laughs> to the other guy you just need to be able to be the tackle one-on-one and i'm not low ball in high smith like i said i, I want to see him with tj watt i i want to see high smith dominate mm-hmm and without TJ Watt, I want to see Highsmith be the 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 linebacker that everyone believes that he yes. is outright. Like this year with TJ Watt playing a full year, he better if they both play full years, if Highsmith has under 15 sacks, that's a bad year. Because you watch the games and you watch games that and remember the games when Bud Dupree was here. It's the same exact same yeah. exact situation. Yeah, he same. Was, yeah. He was and like when when Bud though you know sometimes they would even double team him and he would still beat those double teams because he had that confidence of let me ask you this that success of beating guys one on one because everyone was double teaming double teaming TJ he knew okay hey it's time for me to step up I'm gonna do it let me ask you this say you you have a team your GM and you need two outside linebackers I I. I wouldn't be able to take High Smith as my number one. No, no, and build off of that. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Because you're not going to get you're, you're not going to get the production again. I mean, this is what we've seen. And again, I'm not low on the low ball on the guy. The guy's a good football player. I give him that, and I want to see him do well, and I want to see him succeed. And, and I actually like him as a person. He's like a very cool guy. But the, um, you know, you're not going to build a team around him. He is at this point in his career, he is that complimentary 
and, and there's Later. nothing wrong with that, you know. No, like he's he's not he's not Kevin Green. He's not like a Greg Lloyd. Those were those who were an equal tandem, right? You know, he he's he's that guy. He's just the guy, you know. Um, maybe maybe he mention- can, yeah. Chad Brown started out as that guy, then became the guy. Mm, back Chad in Brown the day. was such a beast, yeah. Yeah, so maybe hey, if he if his career projects that way, awesome. I'd love that. But right now, he's just the apprentice. He's not an equal right. footing. Forget who he said was um somebody was in Kansas City earlier in this show. It might even been baseball. I don't know. But uh Blaine Gabbert, guys, the quarterback Blaine Gabbert, he goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> I saw that to back up uh the Mahomes. Best job in football, right there, boys. Best job in football. You know what I'm watching? I'm, I'm thinking something the other day with um the big Jalen Hurts in the in the um Joe Burrow money and Lamar. The guy that should be getting mad page is the guy that's playing quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. These other he, guys aren't getting it done. They never have. The they ever, he, yeah, he he is getting paid. You know, he, he, he should be getting he should be paid like the most money out of everybody in pro football. I mean, this guy, he he is the league right now, as far yeah, as until anybody else could get it done, which you know, the, the guy up in Buffalo hasn't gotten it done. Uh, Philadelphia hasn't gotten it done. Cincinnati hasn't gotten it done. They're getting there. They're not yeah. getting it done. Lamar Jackson, yeah, he was an MVP, but what's coming to his career? Who is the one that's consistent? I mean, these guys, they've been to two, three Super Bowls in four years. They won two of them. This guy right here should yeah. be the name that you hear about constantly. I, I You know, until, like I said, uh, any of these, anybody, anybody else wins a Super Bowl, this guy's the only one that you should be hearing about. Well, but he does. He he signed that ten after the first Super Bowl. He signed a ten year, four hundred fifty five million dollar contract. So now that's at the rightfully baseline. so. That, yeah, but now, but agents are like, okay, that's the baseline for an elite quarterback. Now the next one has to come along and trump it. He's the, the only elite one, quarterback I see. <laughs> These other quarterbacks are choking. <laughs> elite means elite, you know. Until somebody else wins gold, until somebody else wins a ring besides yeah. Tom Brady and, 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 and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That Matthew Stafford time. surely wasn't an elite quarterback, you no. know. No, but yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. Like that, his should have been like, okay, if I'm an owner. It's like, okay, there's almost Pat Mahomes getting paid. We're not paying a dime more than that. Yeah. Like you know what? For shits and giggles, I'll match it, but I'm not paying more. I mean, you're not making more per year than him. Yeah. But if I'm a quarterback, I'm like, if you want me, you're gonna pay me more than him, or at least equal. So I see where the you're coming from. Get yours, dude, because this league's gonna chew you up and spit you out. But from a yeah. perspective, I'd be like, no, I ain't paying you more than him. Um, I yeah, I don't know. That's all I got on the quarterback situation. I don't think any, I. I think there should be anybody should be paid more than that guy in that, in that league. No, there he, shouldn't be. He's he, the best. He's the best player in that league. That's why he was the MVP again last year. You know, he's a freak of nature. He is a freak of nature. Give with, him an Oscar, but give him an Oscar with them women, them childbearing hips that he has. And that current the frog voice in the slander that Derpy throws his way daily. Really? You don't Derpy, a, Derpy does not he's not a fan of Patrick. You're Mahomes not a Mahomes fan, Derpy. I, I, I respect his game, but I don't like the biased stuff he gets. That's all I'm saying. I I, I it's not his fault, you know. It's not his fault. I recognize eh? and I respect the game and, and that he is the best quarterback in the league. No two ways about it. Beyond that, not a huge fan. He's similar to Brady, Princess Brady. He's the yeah. new golden boy. Yeah, but Mahomes doesn't sit there whine and cry. I like watching Mahomes. Like Derpy, watch. Derpy, 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 Derpy,
But I mean, uh, that is the two-minute warning, guys. Like, why don't you go and tell everybody about the website? And I have a special something when you right when you're done. Dumyinzers.com, the number two D-U-M-Y-I-N-Z-R-S.com. Head on over there. We have links to YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Facebook, Instagram, emails, and the merchandise store all at two dumyinzers.com. No, you can, I said you can everything. <laughs> I'm gonna mute Derpy every time I talk because he likes to uh, interrupt me. But they, everybody guess, uh, Mike hit it right on the head. Go check it out, www.2dumusers.com. Uh, you will find a bunch of cool things over there. We are live every day through the week, Monday through Friday, from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Um, please keep continuing to check us out. We appreciate each and every one of you. You guys ready for a little trivia? Ready. All right, this trivia. is going to be this is Colorado Rocky trivia. Colorado Rocky trivia because we are finishing up the series with them today. Uh, the series that the Pirates already did win. We're hoping we could go for a clean sweep. But this is, guys, Colorado Rocky trivia. Uh, how confident are you, Darby, in your Colorado Rocky knowledge? Derby's not that confident. I, 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 yeah. It's got to be a heavy, it's got to be about a pitcher. About a pitcher? Or, okay. or it's got to be about a, a heavy hitter because that's all they're known for. Mike, how confident are you with a um, trivia question about the Colorado Rockies? Eh, let's bring it. We'll, we'll see what I got. All right, here we go. The Colorado Rockies had a World Series appearance in 2007. Can anybody tell me who the coach was of that team? The Colorado Rockies had a World Series appearance in 2007. I'm looking for the manager, the skipper, if you will, of that team. Take a second to think about it. I have two choices, I think. I'm going to go with either Blake Shelton or Lloyd McClendon. It's because anytime I can say Lloyd McClendon it brings a smile to my face. All right. So what we're going to do is I'm going to go to Mike Blake. first. Go Blake. And the question of the day is this. The Colorado Rockies went to the World Series in 2007. And their manager of that baseball team, Mike, was whom? Blake Shelton. Blake Shelton. Is that your final answer? Blake yeah. Shelton. Ain't that a country singer? Or, or who's our who's our <laughs> Derek Shelton? Derek Shelton. Blake Are you Shelton. sure you don't want Derek the country Shelton. singer? You know what? It might be a better choice, but I'm gonna go with our, our, our Bucko skipper. All right, so we're gonna go ahead and lock Mike in on a Derek Shelton. Derpy, the Colorado Rockies went to the World Series in 2007. Can you tell me who their manager was? I don't remember, so I'm just gonna go with Rocky the manager. Rocky the manager. And you wanna lock you want locked in on Rocky? Yeah. All right. Derby's locked in on Rocky. All right. So Mike has a country singer. Derpy has a mascot. <laughs> uh, the question again, everybody, is this the Colorado Rockies made a World Series appearance in 2007, coached by whom? Mike says Derek Shelton. Derpy says Rocky and Bullwinkle or whatever. Those are both incorrect, guys. The correct answer was Clint Hurdle. Clint Hurdle, the Pirates manager of the team 10 years ago that went to the consecutive playoffs. If you remember this, they needed to win 20 
Uh, they won 21 of the final 23 games that season just to get into the playoffs. Hot streak, made it all the way to the World Series and sizzled out. Guys, Clint Hurdle was the coach of that 2007 Colorado Rockies ball mm, club. I knew it was a bucko manager. I, I thought you were going to nail it when you were saying when you were saying Shelton. I, I thought you were going to correct yourself and say I, I mean Hurdle. Yeah. But that I, I knew you know I knew you were on the, the right line. You know, I I I, I blocked out Clint Hurdle. All right, it's all right. Stop yelling at me, Derby. Do you have anything before we take <laughs> off? The big dirt dog. And make it nice because now now we have direct lines of communication with your mother. So is it eight days now? Uh it is yeah. next Thursday, guys. Here we go, Steelers. All right, I like it. Don't get much better than that, Mike. Anything before we take off? Uh yeah, like, like, like Derby said, man, draft is around the corner. I am pumped. I am amped. I am ready to go. It needs to be here now. I dig. Next Thursday, everybody, the uh draft. Everybody, everybody's chomping at the bit, especially here at the two dumb yenders. Uh, for Derpy, Mike, Ryan, the two dumb yenders, everybody have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. See you. See you. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, 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 oh.